What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Maddie Faz Podcast Live down here at the Jersey Shore. Threw a little curveball with uh, some of the new music there, and uh, without giving up too much, uh, it'll, it'll be a part of uh, music for, for a new project that uh, is launching as soon as this week. So I know I've teased some things in the past, and. Uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, <laughs> some of those may not have come out, but uh, this is definitely in the works and uh, full speed ahead. So I'm gonna attempt to still do my the Matty Faz podcast is kind of one thing, and this new project is something else. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of cross that bridge as we get we get to it. I, I don't want to start promising two different kinds of podcasts, if uh, you know, especially when I haven't really been consistent with this one. But there are reasons, like as I mentioned, I mean. Uh, dealing with with the construction process that never seems to end here in, uh, in beautiful New Jersey. And uh, also, I've just been doing some other news stuff and projects and other consulting kind of uh, gigs uh, for different, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. So that is where my time has been divided into. And, uh, you know, I just... Uh, and the thing, too, with this is that I've uh, had to kind of do my own soul searching in in, in a way. The uh, you know th- this election cycle or just I, it really feels like it hasn't ended. I don't even want to call it a cycle. It, you know, it's definitely uh, gotten into my head, others' heads, a lot more than I think any other one has probably in our life. You know, in most of our lifetimes, and uh, you know I've spoken to you know. Uh, relatives of mine who have lived through other historical times and I've pretty much been told unanimously that uh, this this to- this point in time it's just unmatched and I mean and I guess that also factors in you have to factor in the part of there just being media everywhere 24 hours a day so it, it's to be expected but I mean this is really kind of unprecedented times and for for a lot of reasons and um yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, the, I'm feeling a lot of different things at the moment, and and you might think that's a cop out, but it really, I'm, I'm there's there's just kind of, I mean, I'll, I'll start right just right in this moment. I mean, the, what has gone on the last few weeks, when we're clearly, you know, the president is openly <laughs> trying to make the midterms just about him and only him. And about immigration and issues that are, you know, just issues that are surrounded with just ugly, ugly rhetoric and behavior from him and, and, and his cronies. It's it's really kind of tough to watch. Uh, and again, it's the old adage of he's trying to show you a shiny object here, so you're not looking here. And, and you know, that's really what my, what I've been trying to do with any of this is just see what... You know what exactly is the shine? What, what exactly is he trying to, to you know, to tear us from? What what is he trying to uh, distract us from? And that's really where my thinking has gone. Maybe I have too much time on my hands, but I mean, this is because clearly there that that's something that's in play. And I don't know if it's merely you know just to troll people. I don't think it's that. I really don't. Um, I, I, 
Donald Trump's too transactional for that. I, I believe that there is a specific reason or reasons, uh, you know, just, uh, and he, he, again, I, I keep going back to the, the Mueller investigation. I mean, I mean, this thing is now, <laughs> you know, he wasn't able to shut it down. It is a legitimate investigation and, um, you know, you are, they're pretty, you know, if you if you watch mob movies, I mean, they are as close to the top without <laughs> being at the very top. So, <laughs> and considering it's not shut down, uh, would tell me, I'm not a great legal mind, that that right after the midterm elections, some shit is going to pop off. That's really what I would, uh, it, you know, if, if I were trying to project a little bit. So uh, that is very much lingering in the background. I think a lot of people have forgotten about that because there's just been so much other crazy stuff going on. I mean, I, I from, you know, shooting at a synagogue and, um, in Pittsburgh, which, you know, our, is, God, so, is, all, condolences to to all of those involved uh, whose families were affected by that um, pipe bombs being mailed and delivered in different forms uh, and, you know different ways to uh, basically every person that Donald Trump mentions during his rallies uh, you know <laughs> AKA that's domestic terrorism. I, I, I realize everybody wants to believe that just all, terrorism is only a bunch of Middle Eastern guys dressed in, you know, in, in you know, in, in their own uh, type of clothing and, you know, sneaking up and blowing themselves up uh, in a crowded area in a Western city. But yes, that is terrorism, but there are other types and, um, you know, domestic terrorism is very real and, you know, you have a lot of people at, you know, these Trump rallies. I mean, first of all, the fact that he's still having rallies two years into his, you know, being elected where that's the time where you're just supposed to govern and do your thing, put your policies into place, try to sell whatever policies you need to. And then you go from there. It's not the time to just sit there and just nonstop campaign. And if you look at some of, you know, just again, I, I am used to looking for like the little nuggets in the story, in, in, in stories rather. And, you know, it, not lost on me is that he has already uh, 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 raised a $100 million plus uh, war, war chest. So, you know, I don't know, whatever the end game is. And considering if you read stories about what went on, you know, he said he self-financed his, his campaign. That's a lot of nonsense. He, the RNC and, and donations covered most of it. And there was a small loan at the end, which I believe was paid back to him. So I don't, I'm pretty sure he didn't pay for any of it. So now with, with a hundred million dollar war chest, uh, you know, it's like a kind of golden parachute uh, whenever things, whenever the, this period of time ends. That that's not lost to me because it's as I keep wondering why are even before way before the midterms why are they still having these rallies and they're only in states where he he knows he's going to get loved and cheered and can say the craziest things in the world and everybody will love it it just that part has been kind of confounding to me because I just don't understand you know it's just uh, yeah it's again it's just another norm busting kind of behavior and i understand people will say oh well that you know he's just does things differently 
granted, I will, I'll give anybody that, but you know, there's a point where you got to do your job. You know, he does. It's bad enough. I mean, he, 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 I think the number now is he works maybe two or three hours a week and just you know a day and just just is on the phone and Twitter and golfing and uh, doesn't come down to the office until 11, you know eleven twelve o'clock. I mean, he's it's just it's a joke. <laughs> he, he's not doing anything uh, besides just calling people and Lord knows what those and he's using un, you know unsecure phones to do that. Lord, you know, to avoid being, uh, you know, going through the normal procedures that, you know, your chief of staff would keep an eye on who you're on the phone with and know why and all of those kinds of normal things to make sure that you're doing the country's business and not just your own. That's why these kinds of procedures are in place. So, you know, that's a whole other mess. Uh, but, you know, just the, the, these rallies are just getting crazier and crazier now. And, um, as somebody, you know, who's been in journalism, I mean, yeah, I never had to worry about, you know, congressmen, senators, governors, any other, you know, prominent newsmakers, you know, threatening me or, or, or trying to body slam me if I asked a question that was tough. And I had to ask lots of tough questions over the years. And, um, it's just, uh, it's remarkable that, you know, in Montana, you know, he just thought he would, he was going to rile up the crowd again and brought up Greg Gianforte, uh, who sl uh, body slammed Ben Jacobs from the Guardian last year. He was found, he, he pled guilty to, uh, to assault, had to go to anger management classes because of it and apologized. And here's Trump imitating it and making fun of the, the reporter about it in the midst of this, craziness in Saudi Arabia, which I predicted would be one of those situations where they're just gonna where they were just gonna drag the clock out and then it would finally the news cycle would wash it away. That's the Trump strategy as well. Where if there's something really, really bad, we're either gonna flood the zone and just make so many other, you know, headlines and wash it out or just wait it out. Just keep going. I mean it's not stupid. I'll give them that. But uh that's so but he did that at the same time and then the synagogue and then the pipe bombs in the synagogue thing happened, you know, right after that. I mean, so look, that's, this isn't to say, oh, Donald Trump did all of these things. But, I mean, you know, this isn't normal behavior. And, and uh, you know, you got to believe there is a direct correlation between the rhetoric that is going on at these rallies and the things that are being said. I just, I mean, first of all, just lies. It's just outright lies. And it's it's lies and bigotry and racism and, and all of these just horrible, horrible uh, things that you just you wouldn't expect that, you know, that a rally for, for like, a, you know, the worst hate groups in the world. And this is the, a president's campaign rally. It's just it's bizarre, man. <laughs> it's just really bizarre. And uh, yeah, I've it's the thing like I've. I've tried for so long to just like figure out how you know how, you know how do I kind of you know go and you know go on not go on but just go through all of this period of time and just keep things normal and just live life. It's just I'll tell you what, and and I've mentioned this before, and this is I guess where you know a lot of maybe the current events meets a lot of just circumstance uh, and, and personal perspective in, in my own life uh, because 
I, I've mentioned before, my, my father absolutely positively detested Donald Trump. Nothing with politics, which I'll get to in a second. It was because of his business, the way he did it. He, he just thought he was a fraud. He thought he was corrupt. He had heard, you know, new people who had been screwed by Trump, read all the stories, knew about the bankruptcies, all, the whole nine, all of it. And, you know, he, he he would tell me all for years about, you know, all the ridiculous things that Trump was doing business-wise and that he wasn't even a big developer by New York standards, any other standards. He wasn't a big developer, you know, and then he, he couldn't get money to even build buildings. So he had to start branding his name, which actually w was a smart move. But it's, you know, it's not the same as, you know, developing and building a building and managing it. You know, you just put your name on it. So it looks like it's it's like a, it's a fugazi. You, 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 it appears like, oh, it's his building. You know, he only owns a couple of buildings and Lord knows what percentage it actually owns of them. Uh, and also, the, the, you know, the part with New York Times recently wrote about about how just how much money his father left him. He, he said he got a small loan, whereas, you know. Other reports are now saying it's more like a couple hundred million dollars, which I would believe too. And he still blew through all that for bankruptcy. So, you know, there's, you know, still hasn't shown his taxes because that's another part of the th the story with his father. So, I mean, there are just, there's so much just there. It's, it's, it, it's remarkable to me. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I, I'm, 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 again, I'm, I'm in the midst of just so many different emotions about this because I, you know, that was, I, I started this, I guess, whatever uh, it's, this isn't a crusade. If people want to say it is, so be it, you know, cause most people would tell you who know me well, that I'm pretty apolitical. And th that was the thing, uh, you know, working so closely in politics, which wasn't, you know, the, the career I thought I was going to end up in and I just happened to land into news and it, I really liked it a lot and politics was a huge part of it and I, lear I learned a lot covering it and I never I was adamant ever always about you know making sure stories were balanced making sure you know heard from all the right people making sure things were accurate numbers were right quotes were right I mean, I would make myself crazy. I, there were nights I wouldn't sleep because I was made, wanted to make sure I had the the context of the story right, the the narrative of the story right, all of it. Just just no nonsense. I, I no mistakes because you know you got people's reputation in, in addition to yourself and the the networks you you work for. You know you you are putting you know people on blast potentially if they can't you know if you get their numbers wrong or if you get the, you know their their story wrong and and stats and all they it matters so i take that very seriously and uh i've i've told this before but i'm, I'm i'll i will say this right now because i think it's right in this moment i think it's very important uh the uh you know i i had just uh gotten moved to my own anchor shift uh, at the radio station I worked for and and you know it was you know it was a huge move for me it was like it was a very big career milestone I had worked very hard for and was ready to take on that challenge and I mean within weeks found out uh, my father was was diagnosed with with, with terminal cancer so and which comp when complicated it was that my parents were in New Hampshire uh, that's where my mom's job was so uh, you know, we got kind of hit with that Christmas Eve, 2015, we found that out and, uh, you know, 
that it was like that music stop kind of moment. <laughs> I remember I walk in, walk into a hospital hospital room, and my brother and I arrived at the same time. And my dad was not, of course, not sitting in the bed for some reason. Uh, he was uh, sitting in the chair, hysterically crying. And you know that's that. My dad was the probably the toughest son of a bitch alpha male in the world, um, and he just broke down to us. And here, you know, here it is Christmas Eve morning. Him hugging me and my brother, telling basically telling us that he knows he doesn't have much longer left. And uh, at that, you know, at that moment, uh, you know, everything's going through your head about what. Like, what does this mean now? What, where is you? I, I don't. I had so many thoughts going in my head about just life, and you know, what does it mean for family? What you know, me, uh, my mom, everybody. And, and he, you know, he kept looking at us, saying, "You take care of your mother and your sister. You take care of your mother and your sister over and over again." And you know, my mom then got there and. Uh, it, it, it was because he didn't. He was just starting to show the symptoms. Um, that's why he went to the doctor, and uh, it was uh, it was just one of those things where you know he, he he was still like he still felt like somewhat okay, but he knew something was wrong inside. But he uh, he he was. They said, you know, would you like? Do you, should we? Do you want to stay here for more tests? He goes, no. And he looked at the doctor and just said, I'm good. I, I, this will probably be my last Christmas, and I want to be with my loved ones. And, you know, that, you know, look, and we, even though there was all that hovering over it, we made it, a, you know, a nice Christmas. And that was one of the, probably the last times, like, it was really, like, him. After, literally, I mean, he he passed away within 13 weeks, and each week was just worse than the next. Sometimes I, you know, there were times where I wasn't able, you know, none of us were able to get up there. Um, you know, I mean, within that time, there was all kinds of other things going involved, going going on too. Our uh, my mom's uncle, who was very close with our family, also uh, took a really bad turn, and he passed away days after my dad was diagnosed. So. We were playing flip-flop with hospitals while all of us are trying to maintain our careers and do all these things. Um, and then also at the same time, too, if you want to add in one, another part of this, um, is that my mom was in New Hampshire, so I, I was trying to get up there as often as possible. My dad's treatment was in Boston, so we were back, you know, helping back, drive back and forth. Um, the New Hampshire primary, which is the first in the country, was happening on the ground in New Hampshire at that very time. So while I didn't get to, I, I had hoped actually to cover Governor Christie for it because of, of the radio station I was at. And I thought it would be a no brainer. Like, cool, I could hang on my, you know, stay, my, stay with my parents for a little bit and get to uh, experience this, see what it's all about. I, I mean, I, I saw a lot of the activity and what was happening and was there, you know, you know in the state. So I knew how important it was. I was reading the papers there and all that. And my brother and I went to a John Kasich event that was near my parents' house. Uh, so I got a good sense of how important it was and the whole, you know, just the whole part of it. But 
the, you know, Donald Trump started gaining a lot of traction uh, at that point. So uh, the part that was kind of, uh, you know, a little, little mind, I'll say a mind twist for me, was I'm, you know, here I am. My, my dad was one of those people where, you know, he wanted to get you in the car with him so he could have a talk with you. Like, you, you know, he'd be like, come on, Matt, let's go for a drive. Let's just go. I'm like, where? He's like, oh, you know, we'll just, uh, you know, here, you know. It was just a way for him to be able to have a captive audience and he would be able to talk to you where you basically had to listen and you didn't have headphones and cell phones and all these different distractions. He had like game gear nostalgia uh and you just had to listen it was and he would ha usually have some kind of sermon going and, and, a, and a, a theme and a whole thing going on and i didn't understand what the hell was happening uh or what he was talking about like i'd be like why am i why is he talking about campaign finance right now i'm like four, i'm like you know 13 uh, i have straight a's like why am i being why is he talking about you know, uh, you know, geopolitical issues and, and how they're going to affect, you know, the, the next generations and, and, and you know, the nation's debt. I don't know any, I don't understand what the hell any of this stuff means. And he, and these are the kind of things, you know, I worked for him at times that, where he owned a construction company. He'd tell all his guys, so, you know, Matt's the laborer today, have him do whatever. So I'd be schlepping garbage and debris around job sites in 100 degree weather. And then on the way home, he'd, again, we'd be back on to, you know, on to terrorism and, and, and geopolitics, you know, uh, f uh, our, our foreign our reliance on foreign uh, fossil fuels. I mean, just like it would just go from one extreme to the other. And I was and I mean, I guess I've been now told now, you know, that I guess I always thought I was so different from them, but people have made sure to remind me that we are a lot the same which i'll take that as a badge of honor but uh we did have differences and i'm a diehard sports fan as my as is my brother my dad was not my dad you know he would follow stuff and get into certain things but he what he didn't live and die like it live and die with it like we did i don't know i probably from my mom's side of the fan my grandfather was a giants fan and uh you know, so I got into that fandom from there. So he, my dad and I, that was one, I guess, our, our struggle. Like, it, you know, it wasn't a typical one, like, where, you know, you struggled over this or had our, you know, difference of opinion over that. It was like he wanted me to, like, use my brain for, you know, because I was always reading and trying to create stuff and come up with things. I don't know what the hell I was doing. But, you know, I was, I was always focused with a lot on sports stuff or maybe music kind of, you know, th things and and it, was, and it was interesting too because like it, like I would like to think I'm a creative person. You guys could be the judge of that, but it, we like the, our household was not like the typical like where you know I was gonna grow my hair long and have earrings and you know just be the you know the out there creative one. Like no, you had to be in line with everything else. And they gave my parents absolutely gave me the latitude to decide what I want to do. I, well, I always wanted to get into broadcasting and, and I didn't know how the hell to do that or I had to figure it all out. <laughs> and, uh, it, but it wasn't going to be, you know, and they were going to help me and, but I was, you know, there were other things, obligations that were, you know, going to be had that, that I had to do on my, on my end. And it, you know, it was fair, but it was, it was just, it wasn't like I was 
ever going to be allowed to be like this free spirit. Like, I'm just going to go find myself for a little bit and find my art and blah, blah, blah. That just didn't, that wasn't going to happen. So, you know, it got tricky to find that creative kind of vibe in the middle of, you know, my dad was very, very larger than life presence. And I'll argue this and only a few people obviously could speak to it. But I mean, you know, if you believe in afterlife, I mean, he feel you know and he i could feel his looming kind of presence i feel it around me all the time you know it's kind of freaky at times because then it just feels like you know he's watching every move you're making which so uh i have to keep that in mind sometimes <laughs> but uh you know any but at, at the that when he was getting sicker and sicker and um you know there were some really bad bad times um few scares where he was flatlining and um there was a time in january right after he got sick where i had a golf trip planned i told my mom i won't go it's fine i'll come up she she insisted i go and my mom was not would never bust my chops about like anything like that and i said well well, you call me if something happens i'll be on the first flight up to boston and uh Remember, we got in New Jersey, there's two feet of snow. It's a state of emergency. Everybody, like, you know, in our orbit was stuck there. I happened to be in Florida and uh, got to playing golf. You know, I was about to uh, have a beer, dinner with my buddies. And uh, my mom called and she had the voice, her voice on where I knew something was up. And, you know, she told me that dad, you know, he's in ICU and has been his heart has been flatlining all night and uh you gotta i i need you up here because they don't know if he's going to make it or how much longer so you know that was another little shock value kind of moment and i said okay so i mean thankfully my best friends you know he took my clubs to you know whatever else i needed at home and uh i found a flight next morning got got a ride and was able to get into Boston by, uh, you know, whatever, like six, seven o'clock in the morning. Thankfully, that made it through the night. And yeah, so then you know, I remember it was the day of the AFC championship game, the, and it was Patriots Broncos, uh, but not in Boston, uh, in, in New England rather. Um, and uh, I remember just going in, there, you know, first of all on that flight, you know, uh, that flight, just the, the shit going through my head of wondering what was going to happen, you know, like, I'm going to get off the flight, and, you know, he's going to be gone, and I'm not going to have a time, a moment to say another thing to him, and, uh, you know, just all the, you know, those kinds of things like that, that, you know, the worst case scenarios that you, you think about in life, and, you know, you wonder how you're going to handle them, or when they're going to happen, you know, how you'll be prepared, and it was like, here it was, (laughs) And my dad would talk about that stuff with me. We'd have very deep conversations. You know, it was mostly him talking, but we'd have very deep conversations with that. And even when things were perfectly good in our family and, you know, all, everything. And when things, you know, when it seemed like, wow, okay, we got a great life going here. Let's, let's just try to keep it like this. He, you know, not only would it only, he would always kind of keep kind of pushing the you know envelope, keep challenging, keep challenging. So you didn't get complacent. Um, he uh he would talk about things like this with me and uh you know th- and kept saying things like and i guess and you know they i'll say this they make a lot more sense now but he would say things like 
you know, you, there's going to come a point in your life where maybe everything seems great, but there's going to be a challenge where there's going to be a crossroads and you have to make a decision. You're going to have to make a decision uh, and it might not be popular. Nobody might, there might not be a person beside yourself who understands it. And you are, you're going to have to make that choice and it is going to be the most difficult choice in the world but it is the right choice and it will be the right choice and you'll know it in your gut that it's the right choice and he would say things like that and worded like that and I never knew what the hell he was talking about again because I mean my parents provided us a pretty great life and you know yeah there were some things we dealt with in our lives especially you know um at different points and um especially you know we uh a lot of uh, just you know uh, extended family stuff. My grandfather had a bad accident. And, you know we had so much manpower at that point. Um, so everybody was in New Jersey, and so this was this moment. And now I'm like you know so I, as I'm getting there to the hospital, uh, I'm thinking all these things about all right like moments and crossroads and what decisions and. When am I gonna? Am I gonna know when to make a decision like that? Like, uh, you know, like that's the thing. I mean, he would it would be a lot of thing, a lot of kind of conversations like that where it would just be it would be intense, and there would be these serious subjects and uh, it's just plot lines. But you also wouldn't know everything, and and you would it would be you know you he would it would be where you would have to be paying attention, and then. Some you know you you'd know sometimes and it would hit you'd be like ah okay maybe that's what he was referring to and you might be wrong but it was like that it was just keeping your, your you know your your mind sharp and, and keeping you on your toes almost and um but yeah it, that was the thing he, over I, I ended up staying with uh, him and my mom for that week uh you know and then much as possible over the next uh, bunch of weeks and then you know we didn't know like again and that's the thing with you know as people with uh who have who either have cancer have dealt with cancer or um who have lost loved ones to it uh you don't have the, there's no they don't give you a date at the beginning and saying oh this is you know you're gonna make it until like this date that's not how it works um you get a range of time and that could change basically any day. So, I mean, based on everything I, they told us, I read, studied, I talked to people I know who were, you know, who I'd interviewed in cancer field. I was trying to do my own due diligence to get some kind of gauge because, you know, so I could make my own decisions about how to figure this all out. And I was hoping he made it to June. A lot of family stuff we have in June, and if you can make it through June, and my parents' 40th anniversary, things like that. Uh, you know, anything after that, I would have figured was like house money. And uh, about right around St. Patty's Day, uh, I don't know. It was like one of those days I woke up had a kind of a bad feeling, and uh, yeah, my mom called us and said, uh, you know, they. And this is after 20 rounds of radiation, just started chemo and said didn't do anything every uh cancer spread grew whole nine so you know rather than having him at home and you know 
I mean, look, we, we, we tried everything. We had them at Mass General, which is one of the greatest hospitals, ranked-wise, I guess, in the world, and it, whatever. It, it, it didn't matter. So uh, we said, all right, you know, and a lot of people at that point didn't really know what was going on because it happened so fast, and he was up in New Hampshire. So we uh, we said, all right, we, my, uh, my brother and I, Drove up to New Hampshire. We packed my parents up, brought them right, and came back on the way back down within one night, which is a crazy drive to do twice. Um, my sister and sister-in-law, other family members, set up uh, a house in Tom's River, which we had just emptied because we were in the middle of selling. We redecorated it and turned it into almost, you know, like a, you know, like like a week-long wake while he was on hospice, which I don't know if he would have loved that or if he did love that idea, but he got to see a lot of people who cared about him and, uh, you know, be around, you know, be, be comfortable. And, uh, you know, and it was obviously a chance for us to see him on the regular, whereas this all happened while they were in New Hampshire, and it was just really tough for, for all of us. And, yeah, but but there were... um. You know, two th- two things. I, I one, uh, while uh, you know, while um, right after my mom got that news, you know, when she got him from from his uh, was was at the hospital with him and got the news about that he wasn't going to make it. Uh, you know, they shared a moment, talked you know about the about us and you know, how this is all going to work. And my dad being my dad, his, one of his next sentences, and this is again, March, 2016. So this is many months before, uh, the election of Donald Trump. My dad looked at my mom and said, at least I won't have to live with that fucking asshole as president. (laughs) So if anybody ever wants to know what my father thought of him, thinks of them there's your answer so yeah <laughs> that's uh but if to again remind you he didn't say any of this when trump was running his voice was so he had gotten as trump gained traction he thought it was a joke at first as trump gained traction especially in new hampshire i was expecting my dad to say so much and he said nothing which i didn't know how to take and it took me a long time to figure that out and um you know, but, uh, and, and again, you know, there, there was, I mean, there's been so many moments where I, I've, that, that piece of advice I had, I said that he had, had said to us, um, that or said to me about, you know, knowing when you gotta, you know, it's that crossroads and tough decisions and knowing when you gotta step up and be this and be that and, you know, just leadership and all those kinds of things. And when, you got to be the one to do, do you know, do stuff. I mean, you know, it, it all crystallized uh, at times. And I didn't handle everything perfectly, believe me. <laughs> be the first one to tell you that. But there were instances where, you know, I was just like, wow. I really wish I had sometimes paid attention better to these or didn't tune some of these things out or think that he was just trying to, like, haze me. And 
uh, realized, you know, he was preparing me for the world, you know, preparing me for the world, you know, and, and just, you know, the things he had seen in his life and, and read about and watched and saw everything. And he wanted to make sure that, you know, that like not only was I prepared and able to, uh, you know, be able to function in that world, but also be able to still, you know, to not lose my voice, to still to be a leader, to, to be somebody who, you know, people, you know, could, could get behind, uh, you know, or, 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 or who would help, you know, who people could look to for help, you know, in, 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 in tough times and, and, and just things of that nature. And, you know, what, 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 what things were important in life and what things weren't. Um, there was, you know, a lot of lessons like that. And, uh, and, and I'll say, I mean, look, there's, I can give a lot of examples, but the, the most, the most, uh, most glaring example of when, I guess, things really, really hit me. Because, again, you have to understand, my dad was, like, a superhero. <laughs> I mean, larger-than-life kind of figure and personality. And, uh, yeah, while well, I can be talkative and I would probably and try to be funny and all that, I mean, it's just, like, it, you weren't competing with my dad and, you know, and, I mean, my brother and my uncles. Like, you know, I, I always took a back seat in, in many ways, on a lot of, you know, just people telling stories, or whatever. Pick, you had to pick my spots. And, and my dad's presence, like, you know, I wasn't, he was going to eclipse me. There's no chance I, I was shining there. So to, like, have to not have that voice was, I mean, it's still freaky. It's real. Like, even right now, like, I would love, uh, it's fun. And I always used to get annoyed at him for talking so much about politics and trying to get my brother and I to argue with him about, I didn't want to argue about politics ever like he's like all you want to do is talk about sports but i'm like i don't want to talk about politics and, and he would keep trying to get us to talk about it and sell us why this is important and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's it's crazy and here it is like you know uh just you know, two and a half years later and i would give anything to be able to be able to talk about politics with him and you know, i guess that's the way things kind of kind of end up sometimes um but, you know, the moment where I really, I think everything, you know, up to this, up to the point I, I'm talking about, uh, a lot of it was just so surreal. It was happening quick, adrenaline, you know, you're getting texts, okay, you gotta do this, gotta just going from place to place, seeing hospitals, and then, you know, moving his, their stuff out, you know, whatever, like their necessities, bringing it back down to New Jersey. And going back to uh, the house in New Jersey that my dad built, uh, we told my brother, you know, we had like whatever, two or three different cars going. I told my brother, you know, he, he, he it wasn't too far from us, but we said, you know, you go home, go be with your wife and kid and every, kids and everything. And um, my mom and I and my dad got to the house and, uh, there's like three, you know, you, you, when you walk into the garage, there's like three steps to go into the kitchen area. And uh, he was going to go on hospice tomorrow. And we get there and he 
He was so weak. He was, you know, again, somebody, you know, he built the house that we're standing in at that point, and um, he literally could not make it up those three steps. He was just dead weight. My mom and I are trying to get him, and it's just, you know, and even though he had lost a lot of weight from what went on, you know, from, from the treatments and cancer and everything, he, he, um, he still was, you know, thick guy, you know, just, and it was like dead, again, just dead weight. And we were really struggling. We finally got him up the three steps, and we didn't have a wheelchair yet. And, you know, we didn't want to make a whole, th- we were trying to avoid having hospitals and uh, ambulance and all that stuff there. If there, we had just driven down there. And so we had to literally get his, his, de- his office desk chair and put him in it and get him across the house and roll him onto the bed and do it that way. And that moment of a whole hell of a lot of shitty moments, that moment is the one that is singed into my brain because right there was just like where it was like, okay, like shit changed there's just just all right there you know life's different now and you know this this man has been you know my you know just been 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 there for every aspect of my life and uh been you know been, been the man who I've relied on for you know every thing a father can can give to a son yeah, it's you know to see him that frail and not be able to get across the house on his own like that was uh, that was the eye-opening moment, and you know it. I know this has kind of gone off a little bit from where I was starting, but basically, you know, it's it it it. I don't. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this, like. It, it just over the next bunch of days and then when he passed away about a week later you you know I, I just, obviously my mind's going a thousand miles an hour and I just kept thinking about all the lessons and the things he was saying and I'm, I was trying to find a common thread and uh, is there something I'm not doing is there something I, I'm like what is it that I I've I'm not, you know, that, that I haven't done that maybe he wants me, to, you know, just things like that. And, and, uh, and I don't know, and it wasn't probably one thing. It, it could have been in any number of things, but it's just, it, you know, my father, it's, it's interesting because people probably wouldn't have thought it, but you know, there, there was, because, you know, he could, you know, he'd ham it up and, he he would he again he'd act like Mr. Alpha Male this and that but I mean there is a humanity to him and the things that bothered that upset him and that he really deeply thought about people really wouldn't know that they they would not probably even believe it um, if if they if I told them or if they saw I mean so you know and I and I know like you know certain 
groups of people, causes, diseases, different things like that, where, you know, that's where you would really get it as heartstrings with that stuff. And as I watched, you know, some, uh, I continued to watch, you know, watch the, um, the, the presidential stuff. And I was with my mom a lot up in New Hampshire. We were figuring, we were trying to, um, she didn't want to be in that house. They had just bought it, and all it was was just bad memories of what happened to my dad. And so she, um, you know, we were em- we were half emptying it, which was very tough to go through all of his stuff, um, trying to pack it up, sell it, all that thing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of moves in a very short span that were not planned. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And, um, you know, we would just watch him and her and I would just watch every, you know, we watched the news and, uh, you know, now, and you get to the point where, um, the campaign getting uglier and uglier and uglier. And then when we watched, um, the presidential election it was another one of those nights where it's just like just felt like some things changed <laughs> some weird things were going on and then I mean, and again because of a lot of things i the, that i decisions i made or things that happened you know i had a point in time where you know my focus was basically on just family stuff and i my news part of my brain was just watching all of this and I've you know you I'd like to think you know you develop a little bit of a sixth sense kind of thing with news when you follow a story closely enough and I followed and followed and followed and followed and followed and it and I'm and it was just like every time I would be about to just be like you know what I need to chill with this story like it's too much It'd be like a clue. Something would drop, and something, and it was weird. And hey, uh, I don't know. At this point, honestly, with faith, I, I, I'm not getting into that shit right now. Politics is heavy enough for all of us. My faith, yeah, I'm Catholic, but I, like my day to day faith, I, I, I'm still working that out because there's been a lot of bad shit that's happened. So I'm not sure what I have faith in right now, but. um yeah, there'd be these little clues and then you know we'd see license plates my dad's initials things like that and it, i don't to me it be, has become obvious to, to like every, it's just like he I, I truly believe it's like he's made sure that i do not get my eye off this story for whatever reason and um I know people would think, oh, you sound like you're freaking obsessed. I, it's not that I don't have charts in my room and stuff. But I just, I've paid attention. I just, it's, and that's it. I mean, I just, it's one of those things where I've, it has my full attention and I've watched so many disturbing things. I mean, things president that he's saying, doing, it's just ugly. It's very ugly. And, and again, and it's not about whether, it's not about me trying to get some self-benefit or, or anything out of this. I'm genuinely concerned about just the direction of the country, the, the the character of the country, the you know the next wave. Like I don't have my own kids, but there I have nephews and a niece, and 
I worry about them being in this world and what it will mean, what is going to happen and, and just, you know, it, it, real life issues and not the culture war issues, you know, that are being like just you know revved up. I'm worried about actual issues that these kids and, you know, my, my you know, my mom and, my, and family members and things like that, that are they're going to have to deal with. And, you know, and, and yeah, for me, you know, if journalism, I mean, if we're going to allow journalists to just be attacked and beaten and, and, and killed for, you know, and, and just because you don't like their reporting, you're going to call it fake news or be happy that something happened to them. That's bullshit. And you're a coward if you believe that, if, if that's how you feel. Be, you know, while you're hiding behind your laptop and, or, you know, or your iPhone. So, you know, there's a lot of things I'm concerned about, really. And, uh, and I'm not, and, 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 you know, it's like, I know I've drawn some ire or, you know, or, or some controversy from people because of posts I put on Facebook. And you know what? And most of my posts, yeah, look, maybe I've injected some opinions into things, but, First of all, anytime I do my news, those never, ever find their way into it. And you can, I can show you scripts of my news and what I put into a newscast versus what I may have written on there. And I don't, I try not to get into the comment wars. There's been a few people who are, who have no idea what the hell they're talking about, who I've just, I've let myself get engaged with. And I, unfortunately, that part, I'm not thrilled about with myself, but you know what? There are the same people. I watch them try to bully around people on Facebook all day with spewing conspiracy theories and lies and everything else. And I just, I feel like, you know, maybe I'm not a media expert, but I understand it. I absolutely understand it. I know what the difference between fake news and real news is. I know the New York Times is not fake news. I know the Gateway Pundit and Breitbart and those sites, those are actual the fake news sites. So, you know, and it's just, and I feel like people who maybe aren't, you know, don't do this for a living or, or every day wouldn't know that. And I'm not insulting them. I'm just saying that they wouldn't even know what to look for. And it's just like, I've watched this like confluence of events happen where, you know, you you just, everybody was, oh, I'm, I'm a never Trumper now. Well, okay. Well, the Republicans are in, so I'm just going to say whatever I want. You, You know, guys like Ron DeSantis having his kid build a wall on a commercial, I mean, just it does the most out overt racism while, you know, and just playing right into the hands of this president who just, I mean, it's it's amazing what has gone on and the things people have said and done to to justify this, whether it's because they hate Hillary Clinton, she lost the election. It'd be like me hating the Buffalo Bills. Like the Giants beat them in the, in the Super Bowl. Me hating the Patriots. Giants beat them in the Super Bowl. Like I'm just saying, like it, like I'm all right. Like they're great games, and it ha- all right. And there was a winner and a loser, and I'm not harp. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and harp on it, especially if you win. It just doesn't make any friggin' sense. And and like if and if you control the Senate, the the Congress. The, the presidency and basically the Supreme Court. What, why is it still a, a, a campaign built on anger? And it, it, it doesn't make it really, it just doesn't make any friggin' sense. 
All right, govern. You have you what you wanted. You won your elections, but that's not good enough, and that's the thing that scares me. So, if it being that that's not good enough, and, and that the the rhetoric is actually ratcheted up, considering you have all one branch in, in power, and they're the ones ratcheting it up. Something tells me there's something more sinister going on, and I'm not going to pass on conspiracy theories here, but you know, I, I'm just saying, like my antenna is up because some it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense otherwise, the way th this is being all run and you know and, and watching the erosion of our institutions and 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 the First Amendment and 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 just all kinds of norms being just busted up right now, and. You know, it's it's disturbing. It's really disturbing. And, uh, you know, our country is going to need a national cleansing. And we'll see when that actually occurs. But um, I'm just, uh, it's one of those things where, I, again, I, I realize that, uh, you know, look, and anything I've probably written or posted, and I try, and I don't, I try not to, Insult any anybody I know personally or anything like that. I, I might make a snarky comment about a politician, you know, when they get caught for corruption for the fortieth thousandth time, and everybody pretends they're still these righteous uh, people, or you know, or, or if I, you know, if 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 you know, if I complain about Republican leaders, which is not me complaining about all Republicans. If I say, you know, Republicans should be ashamed of themselves, I'm ta I, I am talking about the Republican leaders who are who are just, you know, are supposed to be a check on the president, especially when you're the the party in power, you are supposed to be a check on the president and you're just just rolling over and just uh, just allowing whatever to happen. And uh, those are the types of things that I mean are just I, I there's just nothing more uh, there, uh, there's nothing le less democratic about that so uh, and I know maybe this sounds all over the map but like it's just this feeling right now in the air like where uh, it's you know people have no respect and why should they look the tone is set from the top not not from the you know the bottom the, the person at the top is supposed to set the tone. So, and look at his friggin' rallies. Look at the things he says and does. And, and, and look at his past career for the last 30 to 40 to 50 years of, of, biz, of business, if you want to call it business. He's run a basically a mob organization and a Ponzi scheme, all, all dressed as the same. And, you know, you don't hire fixers unless you need something to be fixed illegally. I mean, like, like, how much more can people freaking take? <laughs> so, and that's where you know, and and I and I know I, my frustration, you know, at times, yeah, has probably boiled over, and and I especially too, you know, maybe I take one part a little more seriously because I know what my father would be saying right now, and I'm not trying to, you know, redeem his legacy, but I'm just saying it, it, it that's it kills me because I know. That he, I would love to hear what he'd have to say, and I know what you know the you know the premise of what he'd be saying right now, uh, and I just and I feel like that it, you know if he knew I had any platform at all, and did not speak up, knowing what I know, knowing what he taught me, knowing you know just our you know values that 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 we were you know we were taught and give, given and and just all of it. If 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 he I, I could feel it if 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 he knew 
I just decided to just be like, you know what? I'm going to play this one safe. I'm just going to, you know, I'll just do this or that. Like, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So, and I'm not be- I'm not any better than anybody else or anything like that. But you know what? Sometimes just there's a point where you, you just, you got to speak up. And uh, I, I just, the, we're, re- we're at a point right now where there's bad, corrupt, dangerous, violent behavior is just to accept it. And, you know, and, and you have a ringleader at the top who just doesn't care. And is enc- and if as long as it affects his opponents, he encourages it. How is that a president? You, you don't, pu- in, in dictatorships, you, you punish your political opponents and you make, you try to make their lives a living hell and, 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 and you mess with them. You mess with their families and you do things that, of that nature. And you, and you know, you try, you, you constant psychologically, you know, toy with them. You don't do that in a democracy or in, in, in the United States. That's not how it works. So all, everybody who's going to pretend to be, you know, who says they're patriotic, start by respecting neighbors again. You know, st- start by, by stop being so racist. Those are two major ways to start. Start by, by being able to say, you know what? Maybe he crossed the line here. Maybe this man, even though we voted for him and maybe you support him, that's fine. I don't care. You can you. I, I encourage people to support anybody from any party who they feel is the right fit for them. So I don't want that misconstrued. I, you know, you you support your your candidate and 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 absolutely vote. Though that is an absolute, you know, God given right of democracy. <laughs> but if you, my problem is if you if you see behavior that you wouldn't allow from anybody, anybody you know, or a stranger you, you would call out on, and you should say, you know what, Mr. President. That I I am a fan of you and your policies, but that is re- that that's that's too far, and I'm just not seeing that, and that's the part that's discouraging. But uh, we're we're gonna see with uh, w- with how this the midterms turn out tomorrow, and uh, you know again it's, it's obviously not a presidential election and. But it is, you know, it, it'll be a kind of a, a, a report card for, for Donald Trump. And uh, I, look, I know there's a lot of people trying to predict, you know, there's been this term red wave, uh, I'm sorry, blue wave um, for Democrats, you know, and this and that. Look, I, I just, I, 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 it seems like the, the uh, Democrats will take over the House based on a lot of different modeling Senate. I, I, my hunch is, you know, Republicans will probably keep it just because of the type of the, the seats that are up, um, are very hard to, uh, uh it's very hard for the, the way the map's drawn. It's very hard for, for Democrats to pick up seats and even defend the ones that they have up for that, that they currently have. Um, but I also, the one wild card is that this has gotten so much media attention uh, that it is probably the most, um, uh, you know, anticipated uh, midterm elections ever. And uh, they had Donald Trump, the uh, 
the the TV star has uh, you know drummed up the ratings for this one. So uh, you know, so and I so but and I think the real wild card is just that uh, there there is so much interest, but there has just been so many so much uh, con, so many consistent efforts to uh, to get people registered to vote pretty much since he took office and um i i feel like that's not getting enough credit and uh i don't it, you know for a pollster it's very hard to you know get to those figures because you know and oftentimes it could be a first time voter and i just don't know how well represented they're going to be in polls um so it's you know it's very interesting uh just to think about about you know like you know how many people are are going to come out of the woodwork and you know maybe they registered but then won't vote so it, there's going to be things like that so I, you know it is a total crapshoot I, I believe of where where this could go and um but i, I guess my one encouraging part is just that i really believe that it's kind of awakened democracy again. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. I, I, I don't believe that we need to be talking about politics and, and especially on social media all day, night, banging our heads against each other. And I don't, I don't plan on doing that either at all. I, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's the best way, way to be productive uh, in terms of, of, of getting to a better place. But so, you know, I, I will try to be the bigger person here and apologize if, if I have offended anybody on there. And uh, that never has been my goal. My goal has just been just to try, because like, I feel just watching some of these things go on and just hearing crickets or support for really, really wretched actions. Again, I'm I'm not a registered Democrat or Republican at all. Um, it's just it's been interesting, and um, but it's um, you know it's it's been a good lesson for me, and and actually the best lesson of all I got my 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 lovely girlfriend who I you know I, I most you know more often than not she'll listen to or she says she does listen to some things I'm coming up with or ideas. And, she can. She'll tell me if this sucks or I really like this. I like this idea. I nah, change this, and she's been pretty pretty good with with all that. And um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll say this right now. And so I, because I, I, I really have been thinking about, you know, even after the midterms, like wh what does this look like? You know, okay. Obviously, Donald Trump's president. Does he go, does he double down on this behavior? Do, you know, does he lose, you know, kind of one, one, one of his pillars, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, the house or something like that, but keeps the Senate, uh, a lot of investigations open up. Does the Mueller probe, find, you know, come out in full light? Like how, you know, what, go, what comes next? And uh, yeah, any of those things could happen. And I'm going to attempt to, you know, call it like I see it. But I also believe that, and I've been, 
consulting with some people who whose opinions I really do trust and um uh, I think the best way forward is just now that you know people's attention is at least on this I just feel like the best way is just start talking civilly again you know get civility back and get people talking to each other and uh, you know no matter what color we are or religion and, and background and all that let's just have normal conversations and you know because at the end of the day democracy is built on peace and stability all the other culture war stuff and and all all issues and policy yeah that's we we can get to that but if you can't have a safe and and a safe area a stable area peaceful area to live and and go to school and, and work and raise kids everything else becomes secondary. So um, I, I'm in the midst, like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to be launching a project and uh, I wanted to wait till after the midterms, obviously, because <laughs> some things may be irrelevant <laughs> uh, that I had come up with. So, uh, But I'm hoping to make it a big project and always expanding project and may ask, may ask some ask some people for some support uh, for uh you know just uh their opinions or views so i, I want to talk to some newsmakers some politicians people who cover it regular just ordinary citizens all walks of life all backgrounds all uh parties I, it's it's not going to be a donald trump bashing thing it's not going to be anything like that i just i want to talk to people about real real life shit real life issues real life what 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 they're dealing with what actually matters what has changed in the last few years what do they need changed what do they think is going to change things like that and see if there's a common thread we can find and just kind of grow it and just have a better dialogue because and, and as much i know that you know news agencies and different uh, different media companies they they they've done their damnedest and covering this and I, I could feel how tired they probably are for you know doing this for you know th- this pace for for so long but you know some of the things you know some of the panels get a little old for me you know how it's going to end and who's going to be saying what it's not interesting uh and i, I just I, I just i think there's a better way to go about all this and that's uh that's uh, where I'm going with it. So, and and I actually recorded. I had recorded first episode of this with a friend uh, to just kind of introduce it all. And you know, I think I was so pumped up. <laughs> I forget what had happened that day um, in terms of whatever crazy political story, and I was a little amped up. And and it came off that way, and it came off too much. So, and I thank my beautiful girlfriend for correcting me on that and making me aware of that. And she was right. I listened back and it just, just wasn't the tone I I wanted after, you know, and I had explained this whole idea to her and, uh, it just didn't fit that tone. So I thank her for that, uh, constructive criticism because she might, might help me, uh, at least not, not derail right out of the gate. So, 
So thank you. Um, but I'll have more on this. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, it's an ongoing thing that I'm working on <laughs> probably right after I'm done film, uh, recording this and I promise we'll have, we'll have audio, video, digital components and, uh, it'll be something unique and cool and, uh, you know, uh, and evolving where I, I want to hear input. I would love to collaborate with different people on different ideas and, you know, just, uh, show the show the good in us show the good in the culture the good, yeah, and, and just start fresh because this pace can't stick so uh, I'm going to close it out on that note and uh, as, uh, as everybody's been saying just go vote use your right to vote uh, and it is the it's the greatest weapon you got and uh, whatever it is that's bothered, that, that, that you're going through, that you're suffering from, that, that is going wrong in your life, a vote is at least is one of the more <laughs> is one of the most powerful weapons that you can you, you know you can use to change that, especially if it's an issue that's happening because of politics or a certain politician or a certain you know uh, you know a, a certain politician in your town, state, country all of it. So make sure you vote. That's it. Simple as that, my friends. And, uh, appreciate you guys for listening. And, uh, I will be back, you know, if I can get what I need to get done, I will, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow with, uh, more info on this project, this mysterious one, this mysterious, mysterious project that, uh, that, that I'm working on. And uh, we'll go from there. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Vote. Peace. Be with you.